They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Trahune, joined by... Gavin Eddings. How's it going, Brent? I'm all right, man. And we're we're talking about this episode, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. It's the pirate Halloween movie that you've been waiting for, <laughs> us to talk about for a long time. Yeah, you know, this whole time up until we started recording, I thought we were going to watch Trick or Treat starring Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons. But this is something much, much better. Trick or Treat is, I think, a classic Halloween movie mm-hmm. that really took a while to come out. It went straight to DVD, even though it's supposed to be a theatrical release. And it has become synonymous with the Halloween season because it's a movie. It's a horror movie that takes place on Halloween. And it really gets the Halloween feel down, which a mm-hmm. lot of movies that are about Halloween have a hard time doing the Halloween obviously nails it every time for the most part, but trick or treat feels like Halloween. It's an anthology. And I don't know about you. I love me a good anthology because in an anthology, if you don't like one of the stories, you're going to like the other ones, Mm -hmm. or you can always find something to like in an anthology, but luckily trick or treat, all the stories are very good and they all tie together at the end, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, you can if you this one lends itself to rewatches because you'll be like uh, you could see in the background that another story is taking place at the same time this story is taking place. So you can really see in the background what how all these kind of culminate on the same night in the same town. And it's really cool because this is a movie that you can rewatch and pick up different things on subsequent watches, which is always a fun thing to do with this kind of movie. Uh, and uh, another bonus, it is uh, on the shorter side of movies. Yeah, it's not very long, isn't 82 it? 82 uh, minutes. How, how long is it? 82. Yeah, a good hour and 22 minutes. You're going to get in, you're going to get out. So many horror movies overstay their welcome sometime where you're like, Just okay. movies in general. Let not, yeah. Let's <laughs> cut out horror, you know? You're like, I need me a 90 minute or less thing that I can eat during my, that I can watch during my lunch break and go back to work. That's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Just eating your bologna and cheese sandwich at your desk while there's a chainsaw and, a, and a, she's screaming the whole time. Sally, you're, you're like, you know, I think I want some head cheese. I think some head cheese is I'm what this sandwich hungry. really needs. I'm hungry. But uh, yeah, tr- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I just looked it up as 83 minutes. Trick or treats 82. So this is uh, officially. Well, what was uh, Terrifier? Too long, uh, I think. But. <laughs> it felt like I think Terrifier is somewhere around 85 minutes. Okay. I think it's less than 90 for sure. Uh, I don't hate shorter movies. If we can tell a, a great story in a short amount of time, let's do that. That's why the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out this year that went straight to Netflix. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but that it was only like 81 minutes. So I was like, well. I watched it on a Saturday morning eating my cereal and like, <laughs> well, this is a good way to start the day. Even if it's bad, it's not going to be long. Like it'll be over yeah. faster than, than if it was longer. So well, what yeah. do I have to lose? You know, what's worse than a bad short movie, a bad long movie. <laughs> There's one thing I like, like to say about either like stand up or anything I do comedy related where it's like, you know what? It wasn't good, but at least it was long. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how I love a good buffet. Uh, the food's not that great, but man, you can have all you want. <laughs> oh, this guy's been on stage for 12 minutes and at a five minute open mic. Well, it's not good, but at <laughs> least he's running the light. At least it's long. Uh, th this one came out October 6, 2009, uh, but it was supposed to come out two years before that it was uh, in development hell and little people. Uh, people don't know this, Gavin, but we've been trying to record this podcast for two years yeah about it, trick or treat yeah we heard about trick or treat and we're like we got to record it but there was studio interference so like mm -hmm. when's a good time to release it when can we record this i remember seeing trailers for trick or treat on a lot of dvds that came out in uh around that time in 2007 i was like oh this looks really good then it went away and just didn't come out mm -hmm. i think i saw a trailer for it i maybe on the pan's labyrinth dvd or something like that. I remember seeing this trailer on a bunch of different DVDs and then it just never, never came out. And, it, and you kind of forgot about it. And mm -hmm. that's not something that happens with movies nowadays. Like you're pretty much there for the entire development cycle from when like they announced that it's going to happen. But this is 2007 when, when movies could just kind of fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, somewhat star studded, would you say? Absolutely. You've got Anna Paquin in there. This came out about, um, a year after True Blood was big, of course, the, the, this was shot uh, before True Blood had started, mm -hmm. but it really added that oomph to it to have this direct-to-DVD movie that is a full-length motion picture, big-budget movie. I mean, not not a huge budget, but it did have $12 million. Dollars. How much was it? $12 million. And that's fine. That's, a, that's high for a movie that's going to be in theaters and that's super high for a movie that's going to go direct to DVD. Mm -hmm. So having Anna Paquin in there, you had Dylan Baker who'd been in the Spider-Man movies, Brian Cox, who is now on uh Sev on not, not severance on succession. So you have this star studded cast and you have this movie that kind of got dropped at, at, at Walmart in, in October, two years later. The dollar bin, maybe not even the dollar bin, but one of those bins, but I do love going to Walmart or any of those Best Buy or something, and just digging through those bins. Just going fishing? Oh, man, because sometimes you find good stuff. Yeah, they had one at Walmart uh, a while back where they were like $6 Blu-rays, and there was like one with the fog and the howling on it together. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. This is a good double feature. Two movies we haven't talked about on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Brian Cox and how he's uh, it's been a horror staple for a while? Yeah, uh, I, li I like Brian Cox. He's in Trick or Treat. He's in another movie that we should cover sometime, Gavin, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes, that's a very good one. I watched that once, and it is – that's another one that didn't have a huge release. I saw it on Netflix where it just kind of randomly showed up. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's a Netflix original movie, but it's de definitely a very scary kind of take on – Don't give it, it away. I can't give it away. I can't. I almost said like it's about this, but no, yeah. I don't want to give it away. But it's very much you're you're trapped in a in a in a morgue, home morgue with a dead body. Uh, he was in the ring. I had to look this up. He uh, he was a uh, like a not one of the main characters. I don't think in the ring, but I was he's like a little girl. The, oh yeah, he's <laughs> with the hair. You can't tell. <laughs> he's very. He did. He worked out. He climbed up so many wells. <laughs> he had really big forearms huge traps just from doing all the pull-ups from the wells he's in manhunter which was uh i think it was the original red dragon story he played as, he's hannibal lecter and i couldn't i i couldn't i haven't been able to find manhunter 
anywhere. And I want it, if I buy a DVD, I want the digital copy of it too. That's what, that's, those are my standards. Like it's gotta be a Blu-ray and I gotta have the digital copy. I ended up finding it on Amazon, just a, a virtual digital copy for five bucks. I haven't seen this movie. I bought it because I heard such good things about Manhunter. Yeah, that's do you only want the digital copy because you want to be able to redeem it and then never have to get up off your couch to actually put the disc in your whatever player you have? It's so much trouble to walk eight steps and <laughs> like I did with this trick or treat DVD, which I hate previews on a DVD anymore. I just get so mad because they make it hard to skip. Yeah, I don't have a Blu-ray of Trick or Treat, so I also rewatched my DVD copy. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember if it still had the, you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> do, 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 do. That was well, this a is a blue, I had a Blu-ray special edition steel book that I bought for producer wife. And it had the 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 um, Commercials? previews on it. Yeah. Still? Man. Yeah. If you want to watch a trailer, just go to YouTube. Like, I don't know why people do that anymore, like with Super Bowl stuff and like commercials, like just watch them on the Internet. You don't have to be there anymore. Yeah. The other movie, by the way, he was in was Zodiac. So a stellar horror lineup for Brian Cox. And he's just a great actor. He was in a couple of the X-Men movies. He's right now on Succession, which is just an incredible show, giving a performance of a lifetime on that show. So it's nice to go back and be like, Brian Cox was in that was in Trick or Treat. What a that's neat. He was the ring woman. God, damn. <laughs> he can do everything. The range <laughs> on this man. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start with trick or treat? Well, let's go ahead and kind of start where we always start. What was your first exposure to trick or treat? Like, when do you remember seeing this for the first time? Uh, producer wife showed me this one. She she's like, this one's a good one. And I had I had never seen it up till that point. I've never really heard much about trick or treat. And I watched it and I was like, you know how like. I get this a lot where like halfway through a movie, I'm like, this is a great movie. And then, but then it always lets me down at the end, like the, up until the, the last third I'm hooked. I'm like, this could be on my favorites list. And this movie didn't let me down. I was like, I never heard of this movie. And apparently it was straight to DVD and it was great. That, that was my, my first foray into this. And then, and it's almost been a yearly watch from then on. Yeah, it's definitely a Halloween tradition. My first exposure was, like I said, I remember seeing the trailers for it on DVDs back in 2007, getting really excited for it. Then it just didn't come out. And I, and I was a little confused on what was going on. And then it would get pushed back to, well, it'll come out here. It'll come out in this dump month. It'll come out this Halloween season. It just didn't. So I did know it was coming out on DVD and I got very, very excited for that. So I actually remember going to Walmart at, a, at midnight and buying Trick or Treat. So the minute it was available, I bought it because I had heard such good things. And when it, when it hadn't come out, it had screened at a couple of festivals during mm -hmm. the in-between like this purgatory time. And people said, this is incredible. Sam is going to be a horror icon. People are love this movie. It really nails the feel of Halloween. So I had that anticipation going in. And sometimes when you build up that hype, you get very disappointed. But luckily for this one, I was not disappointed and really, really loved this movie. So from, from the get-go... The the first literally the first minute I was able to buy it, I bought it, watched it, and I I watch it every year. And and it, what a, a horror icon Sam is! He's only been in one one movie, and yeah. like there's so much. You go to Spirit Halloween. There's a NECA figure for Sam. There's shirts like you walk into Hot Topic, you leave with a dildo and a Ouija board, <laughs> and then something with Sam on it. Like it's 
like what an iconic character for only really being in one thing. Yeah. And he doesn't really do much in this movie till the very last segment. He's kind of in the background. He's the character that ties everything together because he makes an appearance mm-hmm. in all of these, all these shorts in this anthology. So he ties it together and he's the one who's kind of the keeper of Halloween. He has the rules of Halloween. He's got always hand out to candy to trick-or-treaters, always wear a costume, never blow out a Jack Lantern before midnight, always check your candy. So these are the rules that he walks around and tries to uphold on Halloween night. Never have sex in a horror movie. Never <laughs> say I'll be right back. And then, yeah, when he took off his mask and he was Randy from screen, <laughs> I was like, man, this guy has some range. Not as much as Brian Cox, but man, uh-huh. this is some range on this man. Uh, yeah. And just like a, a mix of like at the end, uh, a brutal killer. But up until even after, you know, he killed Brian Cox or he didn't even kill him. He just attacked him. And then like. You're still like, man, this is still really cute. Like it's he's uh, adorable. Yeah, he's adorable. So let's kind of start where the movie starts, where you have a couple who are coming back from a Halloween party. It's the end of Halloween. So this is kind of like the Pulp Fiction thing where it's like the end is the beginning is the end or whatever that Smashing Pumpkins song is. Royale with cheese. You have a I'm couple. I'm hanging out Royale with cheeses for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing for Halloween? Hey, you know what they call these in France? <laughs> Royale with cheese. Okay, <laughs> sir. What are you? Are you some kind of minion? What are you? Are you? Well, take your hamburger and get. Just Say trick or treat one more time. <laughs> so I, the movie starts out with a couple coming back from a Halloween party. The guy's like, no, you can't blow out the jack-o'-lanterns yet. Uh, it's not Halloween's not over. And she's like, we, we got to take all this stuff down. It's like, you're not going to take it down tonight. Like that you, is. You just said you're both, you're both wasted. <laughs> that's, that's what you want to do when you're drunk is just taking down Halloween decorations. You're going to get drunk. You're going to be feeling it. And you're going to, you're going to make out with that scarecrow. That's what's going to happen. You're going to make out with the scarecrow and there's nothing you can do about it. That's what's going to happen. So, (laughs) so that's going to happen, but then she blows it out. And then can you believe it? Bad stuff starts happening. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. You should blow those candles out. Like, you think so? Yeah, like letting fire just go unattended uh, outside. I feel like it's a bad idea. You just, just want to not let it go the whole time or whatever. Yeah, or get like the the candles with the little battery in it, so it's oh, like, like not a vo- fire hazard, like, like, like little votives or whatever. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's not too bad. Yeah, but- that's a. I have a candle lit on my desk, but I'm not gonna let it burn all night unattended. <laughs> That's what the cigarette in my hand is for. To That's fall right. You know what? I, I like to fall asleep on a couch near a lot of newspapers and let that thing just burn down until it gets to my fingertips. I want to wake up smoking. <laughs> like the mask. Uh, smoke it. And the lady's like, you know, my mother's coming over tomorrow. Well, it's you're a grown woman and this is your house. If your mom doesn't like Halloween decorations, then I guess it's tough shit for Barbara or whatever her name is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what her end game was for that. But like, my mother's coming over. Like she's, she's not expecting to take everything down that night. I would hope to God. Yeah, like I, what's the, what's the rule on how long are you leaving your Halloween stuff up? But another week after Halloween, then it's then you. When do you become trash versus festive? <laughs> 
I think for me, it, it all depends on when Halloween happens. Mm-hmm. So if you have, I guess it's like whatever the next weekend is after Halloween, like this year, Halloween's on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So I think you should be able to have until the weekend to take all your stuff down because you've got work, you, you, you have responsibilities, things like that throughout the week. But if Halloween's on like a Thursday, you have until you, you have the two days until Saturday to take everything down. Then I guess I'm I've been trashed before. If that those are the rules, Gavin. When would you take yours down? Uh Christmas Eve. <laughs> You're like the pumpkins are just nothing at that point but a ball of mold and stink. That's you true. Finally- yeah, it's it's very much Homer Simpson having his neighbors ask if he can remove the rotted jack-o'-lanterns off his porch. So you, so you remove the rotting pumpkins and then you put up a tree. And then when does the tree come down on uh, October 1st? Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I do like seeing how many people or what the rules are for tree disposal, pumpkin disposal, because some people are like, some people take their Christmas shit down on December 26th. And I'm like, that's too soon. I wait until yeah. at least after New Year's. I like having a tree around. I That's something I just enjoy having. It's festive. And and uh, producer wife and I, we will leave that stuff up in our house uh, longer. It's our house. And our I'm sitting in a room. I know you can't tell because this is an audio medium, but this is full <laughs> of horror toys. And the rest of our house is like mid-century modern with black cats and Halloween stuff, you know, variations of it. So, yeah, we leave that stuff up all it feels fun. It's, it's good to just have lights, bright lights and decorations up. It just makes me happy. That's what it mostly is. It, it just makes me happy and puts me in a good mood having all of the Halloween stuff up. It, that's what it does for me. It makes me very happy and very it, it fills me with joy. There was a house that we we would pass uh, about once a day for the whole for a whole year, Gavin. And they had, you know, the, like those uh spider web things and it's like a big thick spider web like made Mm -hmm. out of rope from running from the house to the yard they just left that up for the whole year (laughs) that is commitment that is that is when you do not care about your homeowners association or what your neighbors think of you no they don't live in the part where there's a homeowners association because (laughs) they would have been asked to leave it down but i'm just like at a certain point, then then you're just early for Halloween decorations, you know, yeah. September. You're now you're festive again. Like, listen, a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. So if you go by that motto, you're like, all right, this is perfect. This is what I needed right now. Yeah. Um. So we have a couple that are going to take down the, the decorations. He goes up because he, he wants to get it on. And yeah, he, he doesn't even wait. He's like, I'm out of my costume. My pants are off and I'm and I'm warming up with some pornography. He was he a robot? Was he, he was a robot, right? I think she was. She was a robot. OK, what was and he? he was? I can't remember what he was now that I think about it. I think he was just a regular guy, just a regular dude. Uh, but he's he's that. The, and what was the tape named like nature show or something? Yeah. And it's just like him. And I was it a homemade sex tape or was it? I think it was just a regular porn. But why? Why would? Why do you have to label something weird when it's your house? I, I didn't see any kids. Yeah, I didn't see any kids either. So it's kind of like, okay, well, who are you hiding this from? What that are her mother is what it her sounds mother like. Her mother can't be nearby. That, yeah, her mom's just a real, 
her mother's ruining their lives. If you think about it, they can't. Well, I was just... looking through your videotapes and this one says nature shows and I put it in, but it wasn't a nature show. I was wanting to watch something about shocks, but instead it was just you getting pounded in the butt. Why? <laughs> well, how did I raise you? Uh, but that had some good uh, nudity. Uh, maybe that'll be the, the, the best nudity award for this season. <laughs> Who knows? That's the a front nudity. runner. The best nudity is just a, a, a videotape, just some, uh, <laughs> but and, so, and the lady looks right at the camera and she says, Seven dicks. <laughs> and then Brian Cox yeah. is like, My last name is Cox. This is perfect. <laughs> That's and perfect. He crawls, he crawls out of a well of dildos. <laughs> He's like, Perfect. This is what I was born to do. <laughs> Uh, she starts taking the stuff down like she's committed to like taking down so many inflatables and so many decorations. But then she kind of sees something going on. She's blowing the pumpkin out and she actually gets got by Sam for the first kill of the movie who cuts her throat with a with a jagged lollipop. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did read what like uh, I don't know if it was on the commentary and somebody transcribed it, but they kept that blood. uh like boiling or in a crock pot that night. So when they actually use the blood, you got the steam off of it. Oh, that's a, that's a fun little thing they did. Yeah. I, you know, we usually, we don't have uh, our crock pots full of blood till at least October 29. <laughs> and you then know, you but, don't take it, take them down until like you said, St. Patrick's day. Yeah. Just so bubbling just blood, <laughs> just, just, just bubble, bubble, toiling trouble, baby. That's you what can you almost taste some of the blood on our, uh, when we put the Jameson in the crock pot for, for uh, St. Patrick's day, I don't know why you're putting whiskey in a crock pot, but it just sounds funny. You know what? So you got to do what you got to do. That's and so sometimes that's what happens, but she gets got, she's uh, puts in the bag and he's dragging her. I, I think there's like, it's weird because Sam is such a small being and her, him dragging a full grown woman. Yeah, he has to drag her and then he has to like prop her up like a scarecrow. Mm -hmm. So he is just doing uh, he's doing a lot with a little and, and, I, and I and I respect it. I have a theory that Sam is maybe Michael Myers son. You think so? He's propping propping her up and he's just kind of a, a Halloween because a deity. What What is Sam? Because we'll. We see his face later, but what is this guy? I think he's kind of a Halloween demon, maybe protector, because he's part pumpkin. He's literally like a pumpkin skull faced boy mm -hmm. uh, just trying to uphold the rules of Halloween. He seems to be immortal. He doesn't have blood or guts. He has pumpkin innards when he gets when he gets shot by Brian Cox later in the movie. So I think he's like a, a protector or a deity of actual Halloween. Maybe he's like the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown. Yeah, but he yeah, he just he's a he's a deadbeat great pumpkin where he didn't show up for Linus. Yeah, he's he's the kind of great pumpkin that's just like I'll get the next one and then falls in with like the wrong crowd. Yeah, and then he yeah then he starts killing with a lollipop, a one, a two, <laughs> death. Oh, I like that he is now the owl from the Tootsie Roll Pop. So he's a lot. I I I'm this podcast is just going to be pure speculation on my end just pure speculation of what things mean with each other so that is the opening of the so that is the opening of the movie uh it's, it's a good opening how do you feel mm -hmm. about it as, as an opening and really setting the tone for the movie yeah and, and you get the introduction of sam you get uh 
you, you kind of learn that this movie is about the rules of Halloween. She blew out the, the jack-o'-lantern and then she got got. Yeah. I really like the opening title sequence of this because it's done like a very comic book style. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that it kind of reminds you a little bit of creep show because that had a comic book presentation as well. Mm-hmm. So I really like the comic panels introducing us to these characters. I thought that that was neat. I'm always a huge fan of like comic books being used as a narrative device. So mm-hmm. having this kind of be like a comic book for Halloween, I really dug it. Or like a Tales from the Crypt, like that that's the opening sequence wasn't a comic book, but those stories are based on like comic books. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like, I think Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone, really fueled my love for anthology things mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year. So having a movie that is like that, and they've tried to do other anthologies since Trick or Treat, like you, you had Tales from Halloween, you had All Hallows' Eve, which you mentioned in our Terrifier episode mm-hmm. last week, uh, which neither of us watched. But uh, <laughs> Tales from Halloween, I think, is a, is, is a pretty okay one as well, but it doesn't quite hit the strides that Trick or Treat does. Uh, Tales from Halloween is a pretty okay anthology, but it doesn't, it's not very fun. Mm-hmm. And, and none, none of the, none of the segments really stick out that well. Well, we'll have to discuss that in recommendations at the yes. end of the podcast and not Sorry. now. Sorry. I didn't mean to go out of order. <laughs> there are rules to this podcast. If you don't follow the rules, you're going to get got by a little gourd boy. <laughs> a little gourd boy that is uh i saw them in Ozfest. actually they were very <laughs> they, 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 were, they were very good what's up motherfuckers were gourd boy <laughs> when they actually opened for toad the wet sprocket it was a very That's weird true. mix it's a very weird mix but then we go to the next segment in this and it is the principal uh principal principal played by dylan baker how you how, how you feeling about the principal i feel like that guy like he he does turn evil on a dime, but he lo- he looks slimy and smarmy, like you wouldn't trust like you wouldn't trust him. No, and he's on this front porch carving a jack lantern. He's trying to tell one of his students, "You got to check your candy. Got to check mm-hmm. your candy." And then this kid who's from Bad Santa, he's the kid from Bad Santa who's like, "I'm I'm, I'm on break." I had to look that up because I thought it was that it's I just. I love bad Santa because he's like, what the fuck is with you and sandwiches? <laughs> I want a sandwich, some... Santa. <laughs> I ate the advent calendar. That's mm-hmm. what he did. <laughs> he's like, sorry, I, I put some of your grandma's pills in it. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. So the kid, the kid from uh, um, bad Santa, and then he has a, just a long vomit. He's very Augustus gloop. Like yeah, uh, drinking from the chocolate river here. Yeah, it's his name is Charlie, and he is just he he's obnoxious. He eats all the candy. Like we got to check your candy. He vomits all this blood chocolate, and this movie it kills a kid. It kills a kid. Yeah, he's obnoxious. He's breaking pumpkins, but he he's also breaking like the the rules of Halloween mm-hmm. by just being kind of an asshole. Yeah, and it's like uh, you, then it really sets the tone for the principal character of this guy. Uh, besides, like wanting to like seduce women and costume is like just a straight killer, <laughs> and like kids. a killer as in like he's willing to cut a child's head off. <laughs> like now, would you call him um, 
this is our second child murderer yeah. that we've covered on this podcast. And I think this one, he's only a child murderer. I don't think he goes any further. Yeah, he doesn't go any further. And you know what? I, I, I respect that. There's no ambiguity. He's strictly in it for the child murdering mm-hmm. and nothing else. And that's you, you got to respect somebody who really sticks to their guns on this one or sticks to your knives. Uh, yeah. This is a very dark comedy as well. Trick or Treat is so much fun. And it, it it is genuinely funny at times, but it's like the darkest humor where Principal Wilkins is trying to bury Charlie's body and he's being interrupted by his own son yelling out a window, trying to wake up the whole neighborhood, trying to blow his cover about what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the son, he I wouldn't have been upset if he killed that kid because what an annoying child that one was. Yeah, his son is Billy like, Dad, are we going to carve the jack-o'-lanterns? He's like, in a, in a minute, Billy. But I have trouble with the eyes. <laughs> I never understood, like in Halloween, they do that too, where they're call- carving a jack-o'-lantern on Halloween. To me, I- you carve the jack-o'-lantern a week out. I know it rots and stuff, but like after Halloween, it's kind of the hollow. It's done. The ho- holiday's done, you know? It is, and, and you're right in that regard. But if you carve it on Halloween, it's going to last till Christmas Eve. It's not going to be as rotted and gross. So you, Look, they're really thinking ahead. Gavin, it's going to be there till Christmas Eve, whether it <laughs> lasts or not. You don't care if, it, if it's going to last or not. You're like, it just needs to be there. It's, it's going to be there one way or another. I need to get things in my mailbox thinking people uh, thinking that this house is abandoned and people want to buy it. <laughs> like, what's the price on this house? Is this a good neighborhood? Is uh, yeah. what's the. We'd like to buy your abandoned house. Hey, I'd still live here, okay? (laughs) If you want to come in and pay this water bill and help us out a little (laughs) bit, I'm not going to say no, but but I live here. This is my dwelling. Uh, And that we we, it's very tense. We think that the principal is going to take out his own son. Yeah, because uh, also one of the best lines in the movie, go watch Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's an asshole. Like, (laughs) You don't, you don't got to go so hard on Chuck. You don't have to, but they do. Yeah, well, Chuck's had a, had enough that he's got male pattern baldness at the age of eight. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's giving him rocks for Halloween. He let, let Chuck off the hook for once. He's just trying to meet the great pumpkin, y'all. That, that's what he's trying to do. No, uh, but- that's Linus. God damn. Oh. <laughs> And then he, and then at the end, they decorate the Christmas tree, right? Is that the one that I'm thinking of? Uh, yes. Let's just go with that. No, uh, <laughs> but the, the, the very tense, we think the kid's going to get it. And then we realize it's uh bad Santa kid's head on the little lazy Susan that turns around. Yeah. You think that he's going to stab Billy in the back of the head, carving jack-o'-lanterns. He's so annoyed, but no, principal Wilkins is training Billy to be a serial killer. Which I, I do like seeing dads get involved in their kids' extracurricular activities. So that's yeah, a man. Re- so yeah, at least he's not an ad. He'll be there at all his kids' murder games at his first killing. He'll be there mm-hmm. in the stands to cheer him on, hitting a home run or whatever. So it's, it's a very sweet sale. But yeah, again, you have a child's head on a lazy Susan <laughs> cutting the eyes out. And I guess we could talk about I there, I, I think confirmed, not even rumors, confirmed. Uh, stuff right now that they're working on a sequel to trick-or-treat yeah so trick-or-treat 2 has been in development on and off since this one came out in 2009 uh when, when people got to see it um sam has appeared in some 
Uh, Sam has appeared in other things for, I think he was on one of the streaming networks Easter special. So Sam's made other appearances throughout the time. Well, they, uh, we can jump to some facts. They, they played, uh, because the original title of Trick or Treat was actually called Seasons Greetings, mm. which is a, a short film, about three minutes. It's on YouTube. It's animated. Uh, and that they played that on uh, FearNet. Yes, they did that's what I was thinking. 24 yeah, hours of Trick or Treat. So they played that little short. And I, if, if you have three minutes, which I'm sure you do if you're already listening to this show, Go and watch that little three-minute thing. It's on the DVD extras, but it's on YouTube. It's animated. It's really good. And there's no dialogue. It's all music. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, it's very good. And, and it's good to see Sam branch out into other holidays and kind of make and kind of keep him in the spotlight a little bit so people don't forget about him or what he's doing. So that I do appreciate from that. Um, but yeah, well, hold right on, now- let me, I was going to ask you, they played Trick or Treat for 24 hours straight they do that on tbs i think with a christmas story yes uh is there any other like halloween or horror movie you think lends itself to being played 24 hours straight probably halloween maybe i but you gotta i think a christmas story is a little bit on the long side so that makes sense like show it every two and a half hours through christmas Mm -hmm. because you only have to show it a a certain amount of time and you can always like kind of catch what what part you missed uh stretching out an 82 minute movie (laughs) over 24 hours that is yeah that you're you're putting in a lot of commercials at that point um i know that amc fear fest every year they try to do the uh, they they try to do halloween marathons Mm -hmm. let's like show like all the halloween straight through uh, yeah. which I think is neat, but you're always like catching it. You're like, you're always watching the end of Halloween two into like Halloween six. And you're like, this is not the order I need to watch these in. Yeah. Why is Michael Myers bleeding green goo? Uh, I was a little bit, uh, I was talking to my sister and she's like, yeah, they're showing Halloween 2018 this year on free form. And I was like, no, not free form free, free forms. Like the family one. She's like, no, yeah, they're formerly showing- ABC family or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, no, they're not showing it. I'm sure you're mistaken. I was like, are you sure it's not like something else? She's like, no, it's Halloween 2018. Sure enough, they're showing Halloween 2018 on free form. Yeah, that's it seems like it'll be Hocus Pocus and then Halloween 2018. <laughs> Where you, you can a- go back and listen to the archives. It's available right now. Yeah, you, you can listen to our episode on Halloween and Halloween Kills. And we'll be having an episode coming out soon of Halloween Ends when that uh, probably before this comes out, actually. Do you think uh, Krampus, they played if they played Krampus 24 hours around Christmas, that would lend itself to people would watch that? Well, Krampus actually done by by the same director of this. Mm-hmm. Michael um, Daughtry. Michael Daughtry. Not to be confused with American Idol runner up Chris Daughtry. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I I don't know. There I like Christmas horror movies, but I'm a horror person. I yeah. don't unless you're like a fear net or a shutter. And you're just streaming Krampus for 24 hours. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's gonna watch it because Krampus, I like Krampus. I think it's a very fun Christmas horror movie, but I don't want to watch it for 24 hours or like periodically just have it on its background noise. I think uh maybe Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Like a fun that, 20. I feel like the movie can't be so brutal that <laughs> one is enough. You know, like it's gotta it's gotta be a dark comedy like this or you know, something lighthearted like a Christmas story. It can't be 
Uh, I don't know, Cannibal Holocaust, or yeah, it's <laughs> it's like coming to Freeform, a Serbian film for twenty four hours. <laughs> like, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Remember yeah. this part, y'all? Megan it's, is missing. It's got to be kind of funny. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to have it on as background noise and a leprechaun on. You could do that. I think they show yeah. all of them on on St. Patrick's Day anyway. But something where it's you don't really give a it's not that important to see it you know yeah and it, a, a good background movie is when you can like watch any part of it and it's not like offensive or the most brutal thing you've ever seen like you can't show saw for 24 hours because then every time I, I turn it on you're like oh he's cutting his foot off again he's cutting <laughs> his foot off again he's cutting his foot off again game over um, I don't remember where we left off. Okay. So we have the principal segment. Yeah. Then we learn about, uh, the Halloween school bus massacre mm-hmm. where you have the group of kids and they are inviting their friend Macy to, um, no, Ma- Ma- Macy, Rhonda. Rhonda. Yes. They're, you got these group of kids who are inviting their friend Rhonda or this girl who gets bullied Rhonda, uh, to the quarry for jack-o'-lanterns and they want to play a trick on her they're Mm going to be very mean and they tell the story of the school bus massacre of these kids who were uh quote-unquote like crazy and deranged and had behavioral issues things like that and the parents were so ashamed they had the kids bust out uh to a different school and then they couldn't take it anymore so they paid the bus driver to drive their kids off of a cliff in in the bus which good god how, how do you even how do you like drive the bus off? Maybe you like put something on the accelerator, but what's your excuse of where <laughs> the kids went? And then what were you doing by the quarry? Like there's I guess that's a plot hole, but nobody really cares. Nobody cares about a plot hole in this movie. But it's like what a group, terrible group of humans collectively. They all decided let's get rid of these special needs children. Yeah, not only are they busting them out into different into like a different school out of their town because they're so ashamed, but they're like, we've been trying this for a little bit and it's just not it's not working out. We could put them up for adoption or something like that. But what if instead we pay this minimum wage bus driver Mm -hmm. a sum of money to drive them off a cliff? And the plan goes awry because little vampire boy remembers that his the way home and freaks out. So he's not even on the route. It's not like he they're like on the route home and he's like no, he goes out of his damn way to go mm-hmm. to a quarry. Uh and I guess before that it was a quarry they were actually going to do this in like a uh, a graveyard that grew pumpkins. Oh yeah. Which is kind of what a great setting that would be. But I think a quarry it works better. Yeah, because you got to like drive the bus off something. It, it's very, it's it's very quick, and you can mm-hmm. you you can get everybody in one fell swoop if you drive a bus off a ground level. What it, did they ever say what they were planning to do, like in the cemetery or in the? No, it didn't path? say. Like, is he gonna have to like kill them individually? Because that seems like a, that that seems like a bit Worse. much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also if you're that girl Rhonda, who carves great pumpkins, apparently her whole yard's done up in jack o' lanterns. And ahead of time, too. Like, she ain't doing all of them on October 31st. Yeah. But, like, I, if you're this girl, how are you not suspicious? Like, if, if a group of cool kids asked me 
Brent Terhune back <laughs> in the day. Do you want to hang out? I'd be like, ah, something ain't right about this because <laughs> we don't hang out uh, any other time. <laughs> and you want to come to me and hang out on the day that has a uh, has tricks played? Yeah, it's like being asked to prom by the hottest girl. You're like, maybe you like me for my personality, but something doesn't seem right here. Yeah, uh, do I do smell you... pig's blood? <laughs> I'm, I'd be checking the, the rafters for every room I go with this hot girl. Be like, we're at a McDonald's. Be like, where's the pig blood? When yeah. you're going to dump it on me, John Travolta? <laughs> Where you hiding, you son of a bitch? That's how low my self-esteem is. And whenever something good happens to me, I'm like, where's the camera? What's going on? <laughs> oh, I have real bad imposter syndrome. I Whenever I do, whenever I, if I have a bad stand-up set, which is, Way more than you because you're such a super talent and you well, never you know. We can't yeah, all I mean. be me. <laughs> but <laughs> if I have what I can have like 10 great sets leading up to one bad set, and I'm like, well, that crowd found me out. They know <laughs> I'm actually a fraud. They know the real me. They know I'm a talentless hack. And all those other crowds are wrong for liking me. Yeah, your head in your head, you're like, Well, you fooled them all, Gavin, but you couldn't fool this one. I couldn't fool this. I couldn't fool this room full of other comics at a Bloomington stand-up show on a Sunday for the other comics waiting for the open mic to start. Uh, they they go down in the in the uh, the elevator with the jack-o'-lanterns, and they they tell the story of how the the kids. I love the great visual of like how they do the flashback, and it kind of looks grainy or whatever, like sepia tone. Yeah. I uh, love that. I love the visual of just seeing all the kids and the the weird kind of vintage Halloween mask. There's something creepy about a like a vintage Halloween mask where it's like that's a you're dressed as a bunny, but that's not a normal bunny. You know, that bunny has some something wrong with it. Yeah, that is that that is a rabid bunny that I want no part of whatsoever. It's like when you Google like vintage Halloween costumes, black and white photos. And they're all just standing there, and it's just very odd and creepy. Those what that's what those costumes look like. You're like, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I would, I would like to leave now, please. And and then that scene of the bus actually going over the edge, and and the bus driver getting trapped in there, and just that scene of like the masks floating up. You already mm -hmm. have these creepy ass masks, and then you're like floating up in the quarry. And Brian, I'm sorry, spoiler, Brian Cox is the bus driver. What? What? Uh, and then Brian Cox. I like this. This is an, another one of those things where we're like, we don't know the character's name. It's mm -hmm. Brian Cox. It's, it's Brian Cox from Succession yeah. driving the bus. But um, yeah. And I, th these stories always like, besides like the first one where the lady blows out the jack o' lantern, all these other stories, I love it where the villains get, get theirs. It's very, to me, reminiscent of Tales from the Crypt, of mm -hmm. those where somebody's shitty the whole way or a creep show. And then the, you know, the guys that robbed the old couple get theirs at the end, you know? Yeah. And this has a really good scene where they take the, the quarry elevator down. All the pumpkins go out and Rhonda's there by herself. She's scared. And then she sees like all all these entities and like mud people coming towards her. Turns out it is just the kids playing a mean trick. But then, because it's Halloween and these kids got to get theirs, the ghost kids come back and actually do eat the kids. Uh, this movie kills almost exclusively children. 
the more yeah. I think about it, I was like, well, you have the eight kids on the bus. They get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched the kill count uh, on the dead on the dead meat channel before doing this just so I could like have a nice refresher so I can keep getting things in order. Uh, so I know like there was eight kids on the bus, uh-huh. uh, but, but you have eight kids on the bus. You got the four friends who get killed. You've got uh, the you've got Santa, Charlie bad Santa. We're, we're, we're just killing kids in trick or treat. So this movie is like Freddy Krueger's favorite because again, child murderer. Well, and like they couldn't get any name brand candy in this movie because they're it's all either like poisoned or there's a razor blade in it. So that's why <laughs> they had to like make up their own candy. And I can't remember what the one was called. It was like uh, Big Fudge Log was like one of the candies because you. <laughs> Like nobody wants a Snickers with a razor blade in it, you know? Yeah, no, nobody wants that product placement. Like, oh, does this Twizzler just have cyanide on it? Ah, is he, ah, ah, is he gonna be? And then if you did that, then you'd be like, well, you know, I prefer red vines with cyanide. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm a red vines person, so yeah. I wouldn't. I'd be. I like fine. to bite the ends off the red vines and then suck the cyanide through it like a straw. <laughs> that that's just a feature of the red vine. <laughs> Um, so that that's the the bus uh, segment. Um, and then what's the next one after that, Gavin? Next one after that is we've got surprise party, and this is where we got Anna Paquin, Anna Paquin, Anna Paquin. Uh, she uh, is self conscious. They're at a they are at a costume shop again, buying their costumes on, on the, Halloween. On Halloween, like that shit is gone. You're not getting anything good. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to break it to you. It, it's going to be leftovers. Go to any retail store, which this wasn't like a big box store, but go to all the it's all Christmas shit by the by the time Halloween even rolls around. Listen, even if we we established in the haunted mask, the best way to do a Halloween pop up mm-hmm. shop is to not be open ever yeah. and let one girl get in and throw four and throw thirty dollars at you and steal your mask. That's true. Yeah. And th- these, uh, all the, all four of these women are, they're dressed as uh, princesses. And the, there's that scene where the little kid, I think, uh, I don't know if he's dressed up as a monkey or a cowboy. I don't remember, but he's peeking through to see the, the ladies. That kid peeking through is actually the kid that plays Sam. Yeah. So it's nice to see him in an unmasked cameo in the movie, even if it is uh, being a little perv boy, a little hey, bit. Back then, that's cute. You're you know my what? age. You're a perv. <laughs> You're like, it, it was so okay to take baths with adults uh, when you were a kid, but now it's a, it's a felony if they don't want you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Different times. And then- I do I do like that Anna Pagwin's character is Little Red Riding Hood and is just kind of shy, very virginal. Uh, you've got, and again, something should have been... Uh, there's there's been a red flag when like the hottest blonde girl hits on the seasonal worker at the Halloween store. Like mm-hmm. when you get off, he's like 20 minutes. I don't think he, I think you're working till close, buddy. It's Halloween. OK, and, yeah. Again, uh, a, a lady never this hot is probably never even spoken to you. So, <laughs> hey, you want to come out to the woods? Oh, that sounds good. Like I have been with I, I don't want to brag, but I've. I've been with some attractive women in my Dude, life. Nice. Are you hitting that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Oh, nice. Yeah, what up? Let's talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> but I've been with some attractive women and I still don't know what happened. I was like, I still don't, I'm still not sure if it's real or if there's like a like a long game. I was like, 
we slept together like six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. When's the other shoe going to drop? When yeah, is we're, this, when's this mean prank going to have? Where's the pig's blood? Where's gotcha. John Travolta? Yeah, it's, it's it is one of those where uh, it's probably for you. Got you're you're a decent looking man, but also your uh, your personality. And that's yeah. that's all what it's been for me is personality. This is post Malone. This is <laughs> like I, I'm not much to look at, but then I do the thing that I'm talented at, and you're like, oh, now I'm charmed. You know, I think for me, and this is the, I, I think for me, what how I've had any success is I kind of stay in my lane. And a lot of people will be like, there's no leagues. Anybody can fall in love with anybody. That is bullshit. That is not real. You got to you got to play to your strengths. OK, mm-hmm. you got to find like the hot girl that's also into like murder shows. Then <laughs> you're like, ah, that's my end. She's hot. She may not know she's hot, uh, but we have something in common other than that. Like, you know, when you meet me, if you're about me or not. OK, like I, I'm, I'm an acquired taste. You, you know what you're getting. Well, and thanks to the internet and dating apps and all that stuff, you can find the person that likes the murder shows before back in the day. It was just, you had to like find that person at like a real physical location. You had to go up to a woman at the bar, which I've never, I've, I've had, a, I've never had success. Like just walking up to somebody at like any event and like flirting or anything. I always have to be like internet. You have to know me first and be like, well, I like his Twitter so maybe they'll <laughs> like me, like get to know my Twitter first. Okay. Then you'll get to meet me. But yeah, you thought you, you'd have to go up to somebody at a bar and be like, you watching that Dahmer documentary. And they're <laughs> like, Oh, he's going to kill me. I don't yeah. want to be around you anymore. I really like what Jeffrey Dahmer did. Uh, and the girls who were into that weren't at the bars. They were at home with their cats and there was no way to know where they were. Mm-hmm. They're at the uh, the uh, mystery bookstore, a la Velma from <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and the, the whole time these women are dressed as princesses are like, oh, it's your fr- you got to do your first time. It's your first time. And obviously you think, oh, they're talking about sex. Yeah, which is a weird pack to have. If you like, they they turn out to be werewolves. Which I was like, oh, thank God! At least they're just werewolves and not having like some American Pie group sex pact to lose their virginity on the on Halloween. Yeah, where it's uh, you you spy one pie, and that's a completely <laughs> different werewolf movie. Well, we'll just tell her that we ate it. It's a it's a wolf's bane pie or whatever. <laughs> Um, and they're all they're busting her balls in a pack win of, oh, it's not your first time. She's like, oh, I did it with so and so. It's uh, essentially she said, oh, you don't know my boyfriend. He goes to a different school. <laughs> essentially is what she said, you know? Yeah. So then this town has this huge Halloween parade. It's like Carnival in yeah. Brazil <laughs> in, in this tiny Ohio town where they're like, there's a there's a man on stilts breathing fire into a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Uh, the most unsafe, the most unsafe. But that's what I love about this movie. It feels like Halloween. It feels alive. It doesn't feel like they're when when goosebumps. We watch goosebumps, except for the scenes where like kids are running on the street trick or treating. It doesn't feel like Halloween. Everything in this movie feels like Halloween is happening around them. It's an organic living thing. And there was a uh, somebody dressed in a Peyton Manning jersey and pants. Yeah. Uh, remember those days i do anything to have all 18 back gunslinging for us i just i just he he was a cult but he grew up into a bronco (laughs) (laughs) 
But did then you we just get write the, that? Did you just write that? That's very uh, good. I think I saw it literally. It was a bumper sticker that I saw on a truck. Uh, <laughs> you just write, write that? You should do that stand-up back in 2015. Yeah, you man, should. that'd be great. <laughs> and it, this is, I think this is the part where it's also intercut with what we find out is the principal. Yeah, there's some a kind vampire. Of, I, don't, I don't know what uh, gimmick he's wearing. Some kind of executioner <laughs> thing. You think that's he's also an ex- a vampire? Yeah, you think he's an executioner and he like finds a woman and like kind of hitting it off. And he's he's got some game. I mean, anybody can look sexy if you're tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon. So. <laughs> I don't get but, the reference, but I appreciate it. Somebody out there will be like, God damn, that's a good reference. He, <laughs> God damn, I love this podcast. He really like you cover up half his face and take those glasses off. He's mu- he's a much more handsome guy. Yeah, he's got the fang. So he he bites some he bites a woman to death drains her of her blood is he a vampire i guess is that what what we're getting at i think that is what he's pretending to be uh and i what woman's i mean there are plenty of women that would just go in an alley and do whatever (laughs) but i'm just like this is not any you don't want the other person that's willing to do it in the alley yeah and listen we're not slut shaming on this podcast i am no if you're (laughs) i'm talking men or women if you're a woman you don't want the guy that's willing to do it in the alley and vice versa I met my wife in an alley. I'll have, you know, we were both, we were both out there at a Halloween party. And we're like, you know what? When the moment hits outside that Denny's dumpster, you got to just go where the, where your heart takes you. And then I'm going to nut and run. <laughs> got to get that nut and run and be like, <laughs> uh, like, Oh, was that a raccoon? And then you scurry off. That's actually one of the candy bars in this movie is a nut and run. <laughs> If we ever get merchandise, we're gonna have a nut and run shirt. That's that's what it is. Out of all like, the stuff is... we could do, we chose to put the words "nut and run" on a T-shirt. I think it looked pretty good. Uh, listen, if you would buy a nut and run shirt, <laughs> tweet at us at Gavin Horror or at Brent Tierhune. Let me know. Would you buy? It'd be it's a nut and run. It'd be like a candy bar wrapper. Would we you could buy make it that? the Snickers font? So yeah, they'll love that. <laughs> Yeah, twi- and instead of Twix, we'll write dicks. Oh, shit. I saw one shirt once I said, instead of Mountain Dew, it said Mount and Dew Me. And oh. I, was like, I was like, man, that, that shirt just telling some truths we ain't ready to accept yet. If I didn't already have that, I'd buy it. <laughs> we are off the rails. Yeah. Uh, but the, the executioner, executioner vampire guy, he's he's putting his moves on uh, on everybody, and I watched some of the deleted scenes uh, for this movie. And I'm, I'm also, I heard a director, I don't know who said it, but it's like, he said they're, de- they're deleted scenes for a reason. And these weren't <laughs> bad, but it's also, I think the movie's fine the way it was, but it really, there's a conversation between them and the woods. And you, you get to see the events before the body comes flying into the bonfire. Yeah. And I think that when, you, if you cut something from a movie, you want it to be, it, it needs to be something that isn't important to the, to the plot. And that's mm-hmm. why they, and I think just having the body flying to the woods is much more effective than like a conversation or anything like that. Yeah. You, you don't need it. It's nice to see it, but it's like, you could get the story without it. The body mm-hmm. comes flying in the bonfire. Um, and then we find out it's not Anna Paquin. It's the principal. Oh no. Because you thought Anna Paquin's going to get eaten by, this vampire sexual man and by the dumpster. But yeah, she wraps him in the cloak and turns out uh, 
these chicks be werewolves, y'all. They're like a it's a werewolf orgy. Yeah, and you know it's a werewolf orgy or an orgy of any kind with spooky women because Marilyn Manson's sweet dreams immediately starts playing. If you play that song near any goth girl, she's like, Oh my god, something's come over me right now. I think oh, I'm I getting need... the vapors. <laughs> I feel like right now, oh, they are made of this. Who am I to disagree? Uh and this this was before all the uh, allegations of of Marilyn Manson too. Back when he was cool, back when you could still appreciate him for his music, and that time he got breast implants. Uh oh, you ready to fuck? Can, can you hear that, Gavin? What it? What is that? It's sweet dreams. We're I'm gonna play it on my phone. You're gonna get played. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, and it's still a good cover. It is a good cover. I agree I, on that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard him do it live. It's a good. It, it's a great cover. How do you feel about about the werewolf transformation? In this because I still all these years later, forty years later, the uh, high point for werewolf transformations is still an American werewolf in London. We've had a ton of digital transformations since mm -hmm. then, but I think still. That practical effect they did in American Werewolf in London is like the gold standard for werewolf transformation. So how do you feel like the transformations in Trick or Treat are compared to that? I think it's pretty good. And you see the the I get what the quadrupedal uh, werewolves on all fours. And it was it was unique because I've not seen all the werewolf movies, but they're like ripping human skin off. Yeah, they're like degloving themselves. Mm -hmm. And you have the girl like go down her back and like peel her back off and just like, and, and there's throwing all this meat in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> then the, you're going to have to put that back on because I assume you're going to enter back into the world as, as a human being, right? Well, yeah, because after this werewolf orgy and they eat the principal, uh, at the end of the movie, when everything's kind of wrapping up, you do see that they're their car. They're all laughing. They're all and they just I don't know if there's a, an inseam or a zip on their skin. They're like, well, that was yeah. a good time to put on the old face again. It's best to not think too much about it. But I think the and you don't you don't really see Anna Paquin even transform fully into a werewolf. You get that the hybrid of her face changes and then she hits you with the, what big eyes you have, which is in the deleted scenes. He says that to her. Mm -hmm. um, it's much but, more effective with her doing it. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, it's rare that you see a, a werewolf orgy slash buffet. So I think <laughs> put paired with the song makes for a great scene. I love that. It also does the misdirect where you think that Anna Paquin's in danger the whole time. Mm -hmm. when really they're in control. You and that poor retail that that poor spirit Halloween worker, he should have <laughs> volunteered to stay, man. He should just volunteered to stay late and not get eaten by the werewolf woman. By the werewolf. Uh, by yeah, the, wolf, I, the wolf man. And it's it's you get a couple you get some stories in this where you you don't realize what's happening and what's going on to the very end. Yeah, then that's where it lends itself to rewatch because, you know, the whole time what she is. And it's cool to see like other people like crisscross in the background and kind of interact uh, mm -hmm. throughout the movie. But yeah, every segment has like a mystery to it and then a, a twist at the end. And then they all feel very earned. None of the twists felt cheap. It all felt like it built to something towards the end. That takes us to our last segment, which is this segment with Sam, where our little gourd boy is, gets to be front and center. 
where you have the uh, Mr. Krieg, the bus driver, Brian Cox, if you're nasty. Uh-huh. Uh, he's really, there's kids trick-or-treating at, at his door. He's not giving out candy. He instead opts to scare them with his dog wearing like night vision goggles, which, which I thought was adorable. And that dog actually was the same dog from Goosebumps. That dog gets <laughs> so much work. That dog uh, does Willing to does, transform. Does that dog know Airbud? Because there's no way that dog doesn't know Airbud and gets this much work. That dog doesn't even take Airbud's calls. That's God how important. Damn this dog that is. dog. That, that that's a cool ass dog right there. That is uh, an incredible dog. And, and we get Brian Cox. He's he's a uh, like a Halloween Scrooge. Yeah, he doesn't like Halloween. He wants to scare all the kids away. He'd rather just sit inside and be left alone. Which honestly fair i can watch either watching scooby-doo on zombie island which was one of the things or house on haunted hill scooby-doo on zombie island is a incredible movie we should uh, cover that we should, we should cover, cover both it. those but more so scooby-doo yeah. for some reason yeah, yeah i love scooby-doo on zombie island but he just wants to be left alone and then he gets ambushed by sam sam gets in his house and he's he's tormented by this little pumpkin boy mm-hmm. it's almost uh chucky like they're about the same size and he's he's kind of cutting them down, cuts them from the, on the ankle from under the bed. Yeah. And all the weapons that Sam uses are iterations of different candy, candy tropes like he uses hits a, him with the nut and run. Hits him with that nut and run with the razor in it. And he's got the nut allergy. So he's his throat <laughs> swells. He's like, oh, no, not again. I hate when they nut and run <laughs> uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> but you ha- he gets his ankle cut which anytime an achilles gets cut in a movie i'm oh. like i i hate it i hate it it doesn't matter how you do it this, this one has a razor blade and in a, a nut and run candy bar <laughs> um i remember the one from pet cemetery the original one where gage's little boy like takes a scalpel and like really just really mm-hmm. just cut cuts into that meat um house of wax has one where they like do it with like scissors i hate it I it's, hate ankle cuts. It's a, a same feeling for me when I see somebody's eyes or teeth get affected. I don't remember which episode we talked about it. Maybe it was the Halloween one where you see eye horror, teeth horror, or when I know somebody's something's going up somebody's penis. It's the <laughs> same feeling. I'm like, oh, I because I in my head, I that's happening to me. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't watch. Yeah. It. The bite the curb scene in American History X is terrible for so many reasons, but also because you see the you hear the teeth like scrape on the curb and oh, you're like, yeah. nah, nope, hate that. Don't like that at all. One of the things I, I've been I've done around my friends for years is that scene. But as uh, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> I, I thought I told you to bite the curb. Ha ha. I, you see this tattoo, it means you're not welcome. <laughs> but it's much funnier when it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, you know what? Mickey Mouse has some stuff in, in his past that he probably, I'd be like, okay, Mr. Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I was just going to nut and run, did you? <laughs> but I'm going to nut and stay <laughs> for the long haul. I said, bite the curb. But yeah, any, any teeth or anything, but yeah, the ankle thing gets me. And then, but old Mr. Krieg has a shotgun and actually uh, introduces Sam to old Mr. 12 gauge. He's got an NRA membership in his pocket. And I kind of believe him when he says that. Yeah, he shoots him and pumpkin guts come out, which I thought that was 
that was neat. I'm glad they went that way instead of like this. <laughs> this pumpkin bleeds because he does have blood. human hands. He does have human hands, and he, he does have a human shape. He's got the two arms, two legs, and then he does get to unmask because the I does. Creek take the mask off or does the mask get blown off when he gets shot? I don't remember. And I watched it not too long ago, which is great for my memory. Either way, Absolutely. the mask comes off. Mask comes off and you get to see what he looks like. And it's cute. It's scary, but it's still <laughs> really cute. It is. And it's like he's got the human features. They make the, the eyes blink like it's good effects. Yeah, and it's just regular makeup. I think the, there may have been to blink. It may have has had some CGI in it. But he's got a big old pumpkin head. He's got a skull face. And even though he's scary, like he's still really cute and is threatening. But you kind of want to hug him still. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want to like blow out a jack-o'-lantern around this guy, you know? Yeah. He tortures Krieg for a little bit, like just not actually like saw torture. He, he puts <laughs> him in a trap or something, but he, he, he messes with him. And then he's about to he's about to kill him. He takes a buy that lollipop that we saw at the beginning of the movie. He's he's about to kill Krieg, but then Krieg like holds out some candy. That's all Sam wanted. He wanted him to honor the tradition of Halloween and give him some candy. If you're trick-or-treating, you want candy. So Sam gets his candy, and then he goes away. And you think it's over. But That's it ain't. <laughs> no. So uh, Sam leaves. You see him go back to like the town. You see everybody kind of wrap around. You see Rhonda walking with the pumpkins by herself. You see Billy, uh, Principal Wilkinson on the front porch, dressed like his dad, waiting for his dad to come home. Who's not going to come home because he mm -hmm. got eaten by werewolves. The werewolf girls go by in uh, a car and you see the robot lady from the beginning uh, get a get home as well. And I love when a movie can wrap around and tie everything together like that. Yeah. It's all because Initially, uh, Michael Daughtry pitched this as different segments, all directed by different directors. Mm -hmm. And I guess the studio didn't like it. So he went back to the drawing board and rewrote it. So everything ties together, which is no small feat. Not, nothing like nobody really crosses past after the fact significantly. But you, it's, it's nice to see stuff in the background. It's very much like Halloween 2018 and Halloween kills. Like if you see it then you get it, but it's not necessary to the story. Yeah, and that's what I, and when we did our rewatch of Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, episodes up now, like we said, um, you you see how just how much continuity there is where you see a background character, you're like, oh, they're going to play a part in the, in the next one. So that's, uh was very, uh, it's cool to see that. But then it's not over yet. Creek gets one more knock at the door and it turns out it's the kids from the quarry. They've come to collect uh, because he was the bus driver. And you see the in the fireplace a burning photo of him. And what a great ending. What a what a great movie. Mm -hmm. He gets his in the end. And he he deserved it. Like you want him to survive. And then you're like, well, he did drown those kids. Yeah, he, he was willing to murder a bus full of children. So this guy can go. So uh, and I do love Sam's uh, he's very much like a baby breathing the whole movie. <laughs> like you could hear him breathing, but it's not like a big gruff. It's like a child's breathing. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I, I, I love me a good anthology. If you've never seen Trick or Treat, I don't know why you listened to this podcast. Uh, had yeah. not, you need to watch it. It's a Halloween stable. I think this year it's actually getting a small theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think a Fandango event or a Fathom events doing it yeah. or something like that. 
So it might be cool to go actually check it out on the big screen. I've never seen it on the actual big screen like that. No, I think I think it could be fun. Do you know? You know, I I was realized that Sam is maybe like a Shetland pumpkin head, <laughs> like a little like a teacup pumpkin head, like just a little version of it. You know? Yeah. Oh, like 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 the actual villain pumpkin head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's the little tiny version, the one you keep in your purse, as opposed to the big pumpkin head. You know, <laughs> he he's in the toy when when they when they do the pumpkin head dog show or the, or the pumpkin head show. You're like he <laughs> yeah. he's in the toy group. He's a toy pumpkin head. This yeah. I was watching this thinking, you know, John Carpenter's or, original plan for Halloween was to make it kind of an anthology series of, okay, here's the Michael Myers se- uh, story, and then next year we'll do something different, call it Halloween, but it's all centered around Halloween. This is. I think what, you know, what it could have been, what Halloween, the anthology movie could have been was something like this. You get different little stories. They all tie back together and it's kind of a fun, lighthearted movie like this. I, if they made this every year, different versions of this, I'd watch that every year. Yeah. And t- yeah, because like you said, they wanted to make Halloween like they did the first with Michael Myers. Then they did season of the witch because they wanted to like branch out. And mm-hmm. I think Season of the Witch is a fine movie. It's just not a Halloween movie, I guess. It's not a it's Michael a, Myers movie. It's not a Michael Myers movie. Exactly. I would. Yeah, I my only concern about because they're talking about a sequel, which I I'm worried about it a little bit because I recently watched Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie that everybody wanted for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I knew going into Hocus Pocus 2 what we were getting and why I was never that excited for it. We got a rehash of the original that wasn't as good which with a lot of the same jokes and none, none of the charm that made the original so good. Now, with the, with the same people involved and not as no, and not as much time has passed from, from the original Trick or Treat, but it's still been like over 15 years. I'm worried if they do a new one, it might not have that same magic because I love mm-hmm. this movie. This is definitely a top five horror movie for me as far as like Halloween. Thanks to watch on Halloween. It's it, it's absolutely incredible. And I when you start making sequels to things that that are quote unquote classic, it becomes a slippery slope of, well, when are we going to lose the magic? Well, and it's hard to also feel the way you did back then. You saw the movie at the right time. And it holds some nostalgia for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to recreate that, you know. Like I said at the beginning, I remember when I bought it. I remember which Walmart I went to mm-hmm. when it was like at midnight with 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 my girlfriend at the time, and then we went home and watched it. I was like, "This is." It was such a good time in my life, and mm-hmm. I'll never get that back. It's well, never going to be that what, good again. Good times in your life, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do some quick facts that I, I kind of figured out uh, or, you know, had written down uh, other you figured titles. Out. You're movie. like, I solved the riddle. I got it. Uh, other titles included Halloween Terrors, Jack-O-Lantern Tales, October 31st. And then they finally decided on Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat is a, a great name because it, it, it really describes what the movie is. It's got some tricks in it and it mm-hmm. definitely has some treats as far as like humor goes. Uh, Mrs. Henderson, the drunk lady, uh, the drunk teacher who answers the door as a cat, uh, is a werewolf. She can be seen during the transformation scene and is also in the background with a group of werewolf girls in one scene. I've never I I have watched this movie dozens of times. I have never noticed that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that till I read that. So 
And wow. that, seeing that drunk lady with, you know, her boobs po- uh, pushed up, that really took me back to my own childhood of like going to those those houses. And clearly, like it, back then, you maybe not know you didn't know what drunk was, but you knew they weren't sober. And it's like just being the drunkest person you've ever seen. Well, what are you supposed to be like? I remember I was trick or treating with my friend Nick and this girl answered the door and I say, girl, she must have been 20, but uh, way older than us. An adult and wearing a dress. I had the Playboy bunny on it and it's low cut. And uh, we just both walked away being like, did you see that? Like, I think she was flirting with us. She there was, she wasn't. There was no way that this lady is. Yeah, she could have anybody she wanted. And she wanted these 10 year old boys, you know, like <laughs> you had to hide your erections with your candy bags. Yeah. You're like, with, oh, no. With my nut and run bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the school bus story is a uh, an homage to the great pumpkin, uh, Charlie Brown. Um, and Daughtry, the director, as he said, he's still figuring out Sam's origin uh, as there's a sequel in talks. He said uh, there's a great uh, Charles Adams painting of a pumpkin patch and you see hundreds of pumpkins and you see one that's carving itself. So he said he'd like to show how Sam came about and how he was born in a pumpkin patch. But I looked at that painting, Charles at uh, Google, Charles Adams pumpkin patch. So it's a really good picture. Oh, very cool. Um, I'm, I see a fact here that uh, Anna Paquin's character, Lori, named after Lori Strode from Halloween. Oh, shit. I, ne- I never knew that her name was Lori in Halloween. No. We just called her Anna Paquin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in Halloween, you're like, what's her name? That Michael Myers sister sometimes? What, what's her name? And Brian Cox, his character name was actually Dr. Loomis. That is crazy. It's crazy. Sam actually named after a grip on Halloween <laughs> named Sam Wilson for some reason. Uh, and also uh, Do- Michael Daughtry, uh, writer of X2, X-Men, writer of Urban Legends, Bloody Mary, Superman Returns, Trick or Treat, Krampus, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And he, he directed those last three. Yeah, well, two out of three ain't bad of his last three. Uh, With the God- Godzilla one, you don't like God- that? No, nah, it's not very good. I liked it. It's fine. I, again, I don't. I think I've said it on this podcast before. I don't care how you start smashing shit. Just start smashing shit. Well, Whatever I it wa- takes. I'm a big Gojira fan from the Toho era. So I was like, this is all wrong. I like uh, Kaiju. <laughs> uh, Gavin, did you have an, uh, <clears throat> an oh shit moment? I think the oh shit moment for me is they drive a bus full of kids off of a <laughs> cliff. Uh, and not, not not only kids, disabled kids. Also, all the kids who played the disabled children were actually disabled children. I and, did see uh, that, yeah. And they had a fun time doing it. So Good. Not, not going off the cliff. They didn't actually do, do, do that to them. But those kids, pref- they were method actors. They said, do it. <laughs> like, do it or else they were, or else it won't be real enough. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I think driving the bus off the quarry is, is my oh shit moment. What about you? I think my oh shit moment would either be uh, seeing the bad Santa's kid's head and uh, knowing that that's you established this is the kind of movie it's going to be. You want some sandwiches? <laughs> or finding out that uh, Brian Cranston is the bus driver. Brian Cranston, you mean Brian Cox? No, Brian Cranston is who I meant. <laughs> that was a shock when they, when, when they put a whole other actor in there. I am the one who knocks <laughs> trick or treat. 
Yeah, I think that was a really good twist. Uh, what's your favorite kill in the movie? I guess I guess I'll say my favorite kill is when they. Uh, well, no, that's true. I was going to just make the, the bad Santa kid's head, but I think it's the werewolf orgy. Yeah, I like the way that just, that is, that's just a term you can throw around like where werewolf orgy, like werewolf yeah, okay. orgy. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's got to be. Ooh, it's tough. Probably because there's no. Yeah, I think that's probably the goriest kill is like the werewolf orgy. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I really like the woman at the beginning who gets her throat cut by the lollipop. Yeah, because that's got to That sounds like a rough way to go. Yeah, to. What a, and that's, you know, out of all the, the weapons you've seen in horror movies, saw, axe, whatever, you've not seen a lollipop. Yeah. So definitely uh, one for the ages on that. Uh, a close rub runner up there would be uh, Bad Santa Kid vomiting chocolate. Just so mm-hmm. much chocolate. Just so Blah. much. And I, I saw that the, the director was like, if I had my way, I would have kept it going even longer than what we saw. <laughs> I just imagine like those old bits from Conan when they have like the tube in their arm. Yeah. They're like Bleh. like yeah. vomiting Kermit. I love Yeah, I love when a Muppet vomits. Uh, it's just funny <laughs> to me. Uh, if you like Trick or Treat, what type of films would you recommend? Uh, you would like Creep Show and Creep Show 2. Okay. I recommend Tales from Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, which was done in 2015. I think that one actually does have uh, different segments directed by different people. I don't think it wraps around as much. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. Yeah. But I think that one does have different directors for each segment, uh, which is very cool because you get some really creepy stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite segment in that, there's one with this uh, trick, trick or treater who's just like a real delinquent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's a really, really good segment. So Tales from Halloween. And then uh, what about American the VHS? Ho- some of the VHS franchise yeah, VHS for franchise is pretty good. I've only watched like the second one and then mm-hmm. uh, VHS 94. Um, and then I'd also recommend uh, American Horror Stories, not American Horror Story. That definitely fits the bill. But but if you're wanting like quick one one hit things, American Horror Stories are mm-hmm. self-contained anthology episodes that you, you can watch on Hulu. Um, there's also a, a very much like tales of Halloween. There's a series called 1031. Mm. Uh, and it's, 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 it's very much just anthologies, you know, standalone stories. Um, and I think that's it. And, and, you know, tales from the crypt, goosebumps, twilight, zone, uh, twilight zone, anything where it's like a one and done, you're not, you know, if it sucks, it was only 40 minutes of your time and not three hours exactly like this podcast (laughs) which is now an hour and 20 minutes we're really sorry that did we go longer than the movie again did it happen Um, not we have three we have three minutes to get out of here we got three minutes let's wrap this up gavin uh check out uh, gavin's youtube channel called gavin loves horror yep put all these podcast episodes up there also do a lot of reviews and uh little think pieces on horror movies and then brent they can find you everywhere uh, at Brent Trahune, BrentComedy.com is my website. And Gavin will be on an upcoming episode of the Field Trip podcast. Really excited about that. Uh, now, we'll, we'll just give away the topic now. It's the Pokemon phenomenon. Pokemon, gotta catch you them all. <laughs> and Gavin has been on a bunch of other uh, Field Trip podcasts. So the, the archive is there. Go back and uh, 
and find those. So, uh, Gavin, uh, thanks for being on the show. I don't know. Oh, you're welcome. That every, <laughs> every time you're like, thanks for being here. Like, I'm here every week. Also I, my have show. I have access to the to the yeah. files, my dude. But dear listener, thank you for being here. And we hate to nut and run, but uh, just want to leave you with these words. Uh, they're coming to get you. Barbara. Oh, <laughs> they're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.